Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I want to lead off by talking about Burger King and their insane idea to have a a pride whopper because apparently it's June and that makes it, you know, LGBT Pride Month apparently and a lot of companies like to come around and pretend like they've been supporting gay rights all along. And Is it rainbow or anything like that? No, it's worse. Oh. So I thought this was a joke. Is this serious? I thought it was a joke when I first saw that. <laughs> uh, as far as I can tell, it is serious. Yeah, and many people are taking to social media to mock them about it. As soon as I saw it, I went to Twitter and I tweeted at Burger King and said, Hey, yeah, uh, no, this, no one has a good time. Okay, so... <laughs> Anyways. The, yeah, their idea here is to have a Pride Whopper, which is just like a regular Whopper, except... It has, instead of a top and bottom bun, it has two top buns or two bottom buns. (laughs) So I see where they were trying to go with this, but if they would have just thought a little bit harder. I don't get it. Is there some joke I don't get? Um, Presumably, yeah. Well, gay relationships have have two types. I mean, there's there's a top and a bottom and... It's, it goes without saying what these two things are. Right? Yeah, I know what that is, but that's not even the first thing that came to my mind. I didn't, I'm just completely confused about what that would have to do with two tops. Something that's on my mind is the idea that good, um, good ideas don't require force. That's something that we all agree with as libertarians. Um, but I think a lot of people don't think about the inverse of that, which is, what do you, what do, you do then if you encounter a bad idea? Well you, uh, well, you criticize it, namely, or you call it out. Um, you don't you don't call the state on whoever it, uh, has that bad idea. Um, so essentially, uh, there was a recent article that came out uh, that I think had the intention of uh, of basically um, criticizing the Texas government uh, for instituting legislation that would have made it illegal for uh, to bring kids to uh, strip clubs. Well, someone just um, brought it up. It hasn't been instituted. It was just a uh, like brought into legislation it hasn't been put into I haven't heard of this what are they trying to do? they're trying to make it where you can't take children to a strip club right exactly isn't um, that already aren't, aren't there already 18 plus environments that's what i thought well i guess i guess there was like some loophole that made it so that uh it wasn't but um basically uh what there were there was debates between libertarians i'm i'm a parental rights absolutist you know um, but i'm also like a uh a child emancipationist absolutist. So basically, if you're living under somebody's roof, I think that you should abide by their rules. But if you don't want to follow their rules and you could support yourself, I think that you should be free to do so as well. When libertarians are criticizing something, um, I think that it's fair for all of us uh, to say that when we're criticizing that thing, uh, we're not necessarily saying that the state should get involved. Like, for example, I, I think you have a right um, to use crocodile, I just think it's a very, very, very bad idea. Um, so, like, that's essentially the point that I was trying to give off. But a lot of, a lot of people were like saying, "Oh, because like they were trying to make it sound like I supported this legislation," and it's like, no, this is very clearly a violation of parental rights. But uh, reason didn't highlight that nearly enough. Um, if if you guys brought up the article, like you, um, you can kind of see. I think that they're mostly trying to downplay it. Um, you know, which is fine. They have the right to, you know, downplay it. But I, maybe I just came from a different generation. I mean, I'm only 23. 
Um, yeah, but I think we're all older I, I, I than think, you. Yeah, I, I, I just, I can't, I don't remember, like, as a kid, it being right to just bring, to bring us to, like, these shows. I get that they're not strip shows, but, like, to, you know, where people are scantily dressed and they're, and they're putting dollars in, into, uh, um, you know, undergarments, essentially, like, uh, you know, I, I, I think that it's my duty to, to criticize that, um. I don't know if that's your duty. My question would have to be, if that's your duty, is it your duty to go into churches and tell people, hey, you're not allowed to teach your kids about the part in the Bible where Abraham wasn't allowed to spill his seed in the bushes and then he did and God was mad at him. If we live in a stateless society, let's say, um, you know, conservatives and liberals both seem to think that like the state is is the final moral arbiter of things. That's why, you know, they say, oh, well, we need laws surrounding murder and things like that. So, like, if we had a stateless society, which I really want, by the way, um, what we would have to have is basically, like, almost a constant um, moral dialogue between, like, our neighbors and our friends and our family. But um, I think that what you you have been talking about all night has nothing to do with what I think is the basic morality and that's why this will never be something where everyone in society agrees for me morality is literally nothing but this one principle if it's not coercion then it's fine and nobody's coercing these kids into doing this obviously if they were crying and didn't want to be there that would be wrong nobody's coercing the parents into taking their kids there therefore it's literally completely morally right to me and i would would fight with you you know about that if you were trying to Obviously, you wouldn't stop someone from doing it, but if that if that's the culture you wanted to spread, I would be out there speaking, which I have on Twitter, the opposite opinion. And this will you'll never be able to homogenize society's um, morals. I don't have any kids, but personally, if I did, I wouldn't take them to drag queen story time. But if there's parents that do, or if there's parents that have kids that are maybe transgender, I don't see a problem with them taking their kids to a drag queen story time. Um, I think taking them to a bar like they did in Dallas, Texas, I think that's a little over the line. I think a lot of people will agree with that. Um, uh, Maybe keep them out of the bars and stuff. But the story time in the libraries, if they want to take their kids to it, I mean, they're just drag queens. As long as they're not hurting the kids, you know, and parents should be aware and be careful and not take their kids anywhere that that would be in danger. But I think the least danger there would be is with the drag queen reading them stories. You know, I didn't really think about the bar aspect as much in the last couple segments, but I would have to agree that personally I wouldn't take my kids to a bar. That's like normalizing a very hard drug to your kids like oh this is a fun place where oh my god it's so fun in bars uh i didn't think about that one part of it so i would definitely agree with you on that i take issue with drag queens as an idea because well not as an idea i, I want it to be separated from lgbt stuff basically because being a drag queen is about putting on a performance it's about playing a role playing a character and being trans is about stopping playing a role. It's about being your true self, not not putting on a mask anymore, and just being who you actually are. It's the polar opposite of being a drag queen. Drag queen is performance, it's theater, and that's fine. I don't have any issue of people, if that's the theater people want to do, that's fine. The Greeks did weirder stuff than that. But I don't want it to have its lines blurred where it's 
it's being protected by the by the trans shield that is protecting so many things right now because it's fundamentally different. And I see that a lot where trans people and drag queens kind of get lumped together yeah. and they are two completely different things. I think it's mostly people who are not in uh, like that scene. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think of it that way. Like trans people are all drag pe- queens being trans people. But when you have friends who are just normal gay guys and they're also drag queens, like you just don't think of all drag queens as trans people. They have rhino Republican politicians they have the, a lot of the populations kind of rhino republican you know now when they, you they say rhino you mean republican in name only right rhino is an acronym yes, for yes. that yes I, I do mean that because you know they may consider themselves conservative they're pretty much like history have ripples in time like they imitates again and again they're pretty much like the french in world war ii germany attacked poland France declared war on Poland. France actually invaded Germany. And while the German troops was busy with Poland, helping the Russians out splitting Poland, France could have made a difference. It might have cost them. They could have made a difference. But they kind of like did it halfway, chickened out. And had they known what the Germans had in store to do to them, then they would have fought and done the right thing. I think the conservatives... Rhino conservatives are pretty much like the French from World War II. Have they, do they know what the woke communists have in store for them? They, they maybe do a better stand and better politics than they are right now. I feel like most politicians are basically just actors pretending like they believe in whatever they're saying they believe in so people will give over their powers. People always bring up LGBTQ trying to push their gayness on me but it's not even the lgbtq people doing this like i I play world of warcraft and they have forums there that i frequent and it's june so almost every single day you have some troll or some well-intentioned person coming in there saying hey it's june can we have like an lgbt parade down the streets of shatrath or whatever and it's like dude first of all no one wants that but every single LGBTQ person comes in there and they're like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm bi and we, we don't, can we just play the game here? Yeah. So th- these people are out there in real life doing effectively these same sorts of things. These are all allies doing this. It's not the LGBTQ community that's like, hey, you know, we need, a, we, we need Spider-Man to be gay or whatever. It's, it's well-intentioned allies who are screwing things up for everyone else. Yeah. And I I know another thing that people have a concern with is introducing some of these concepts to like kindergartners. And I do think that's a little weird, but I also think that don't send your kids to public school and then you can pick what they learn. So all the people that are outraged about it, I'm like, you shouldn't be mad about the fact that your kid is now, well, maybe I think making kids a little confused about their gender, I think that's messed up. I think they're they're not introducing it in a way that makes sense to children. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 
8-6 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I was so indoctrinated by Christianity as a kid, I really feel like I was in a cult. And Christianity is far more insidious about the way that it indoctrinates people because it presents Jesus as this wonderful, loving He's a shepherd, and you're just his sheep, and he just loves you. And but if you don't believe in him, you're going to burn. But they don't tell you that part until you're already convinced that, you know, there's this man living in the sky, and he loves me, and he just wants the best for me. And then underlying all of that is that, that little threat that they don't tell you about until you're older. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, that guy who loves you, who you're his little sheep, he will burn you forever if you do any of these things that he said you're not allowed to do. I remember when I was a kid, I my family wasn't really super religious, and I had this friend that was really religious, so her mom used to always read us like these weird kids' version of Bible books, hmm. and I remember one where they told this like whole story about how in hell, there were these little things that flew around and zapped you, and they would just zap you for the rest of eternity, and I remember just being a little kid, and I was just so terrified, and I'm like, well... I got to believe in God because if I don't, then I'm going to burn and I'm going to get zapped yeah. by these little flying demons. And it just made it seem like sound so scary. It was yeah. like a whole children's book about hell. Actually, me and Nikki have what talked about this before, how we both had like, like she, I don't know if you care that I say this on the air, but like I we're probably don't scared care. of the dark and had to sleep with our parents. And I always had so many siblings that I just slept with all my siblings. What does that even mean? Give your life to Jesus. Just believe. I don't know, because the whole thing about Jesus, right, is that. You're forgiven for your sins. That that was the whole point of his death. But I have to accept it well, or it doesn't apply. I'm, I'm a little confused about Baptists because I only went to Baptist church once in all of the years I was a Christian. And it was when I was really young. But um, my mom is not a Baptist. So she I can't remember the word. There's a specific word for this. It's like separationist or not a separationist. Uh, but my mom is not a Baptist. That means she believes that if you're not born again, even if you believe in Jesus, you won't be saved. So she is always really afraid that like... So what does that mean to be born again? You have to accept the Holy Spirit into your life and he has to change your life. And you might think you did it and you didn't do it right. So my mom's always afraid that her kids are going to go to hell that profess to be Christians, but... Because you didn't say the magic words correctly, essentially? I thought it was just like, if you believe, then you're good. You know what uh, speaking in tongues is? I've heard of it. I've never witnessed it, but... My mom does that. And she thinks that if you're not born again, if you don't get a gift. All right. So this is how... Like, this is how... I mean, Christians believe some weird stuff, man. And it's just also like a riddle. The whole thing is a riddle, which... Yeah, why don't you just do that? One of the big issues that I disagree with you guys on is public schools. And the reason is, is because I went to Catholic school for most of my... Up until high school. Well, up until eighth grade. And... It was a really miserable experience. It was, it was this indoctrination that you talk about, but imagine that you don't get to go. Every waking moment is people indoctrinating you with this hellfire and this confusion and this shame constantly, and you have no window into the world. And if your little tiny class of 20 people don't like you, you don't have a friend because you don't fit in the monoculture. You know, um, a whole world opened up for me when I went to public school. I had, they actually had extracurricular activities that were worth something, um, there were different kinds of people who got me. Um, it was just such a different life-saving experience, you know, and, and it definitely prepared me better for the world than, you know, solve these math problems as fast as you can. There was, 
Well, you know, there are more than two options. And if there if people weren't being forced to fund public schools, there would probably be hundreds of options, like all kinds of different things, like things that we haven't even thought of yet, because why even think about it when our brains are so captivated, you know, held captive by this idea that school equals you have to pay the government to educate your kids. I, I just think that like, just because you had a bad experience at one of one private school doesn't mean they're all that way. And I mean, most of them probably aren't even religious. When I was in high school, all of my public school experience, I had a terrible, hated it, felt like I was in prison. And when I turned 16, I had the option of doing dual enrollment. So what that looked like for me was I was able to transfer into college courses. So I, instead of being at school eight hours a day, I was, you know, maybe in for like two or four hours a day. And it felt like I wasn't wasting my time. So I think programs like that are awesome to just to give kids different options. Do I think that it should be state funded? No, I think there are a number of options that we can use to fund schools that kind of run like public schools, but aren't government run schools. I think there are a variety of options so that we can have, you know, kind of like the old school schoolhouse vibe without it being controlled by the government and paid for with taxes. I I especially think you're correct in that we should let the children uh, decide what school they want to go to. And to to me that that's a really low low risk endeavor just because you're not saying hey you're not giving them the option of just not being educated at all because yeah. if you, obviously every kid would rather sit at home and play video games or whatever you're like hey these are the schools in our area which one of these do you and maybe try them out or whatever but then let the kid decide rather than the parents I I, th- I tend to think that would be a really good idea but most parents aren't willing to relinquish that amount of control over their children sadly I am Baptist. I am a preacher. I am Bible college educated. What questions do you have? I don't have any questions. Me either. Okay, y'all Y'all had a lot of like religious stuff going on 30 minutes ago. I don't and... believe I have to go to college to know a lot about the Bible. I know a lot about the Bible. I will not claim to know everything about it. I've never read it front okay. to back, but I have read a lot of it. I was in quizzing as a kid, which means you read, a, you study a book of the Bible, and you learn every single sentence of it so you can memorize the entire thing and you get quizzed on it. And I went to world championships. That's Matthew, Acts, Genesis, and Exodus. So do you have any questions for me? Um, Why don't you believe in God? I believe in God. I don't believe in the God of the Bible or Jesus. Or, Well, I believe Jesus was a human, and he also never called himself a God. Nikki? I definitely don't believe in like the Christian God, but I do believe in a higher power and I do believe in divinity. But my my take on religion is is definitely not typical. I, I like to mix different theories from different religions and kind of create something that suits me. So I definitely I believe I have faith, but it's just it looks a lot different than Christianity. You have a document. You have the Bible, right? You have a document. That the most conservative views, construction of the of the Bible started about sixty five hundred years ago. Okay. Okay. Do you so the Bible? Jesus came two thousand years ago. The Bible began its construction sixty five hundred years ago. Every book of the Bible, both old and new 
talk about the 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 um this is just a, a logical fallacy. It doesn't matter how old it is. Hinduism is older. Buddhism is older. They have completely different afterlives and, uh, you know, things that they incest are reality. But 60, 4,500 years, 4,500 years before Jesus was ever born, God is telling people that he's going to come and how he's going to die. So you don't but, think that the people who wrote the New Testament could have written them to where they uh, made the... It's false anyway. That that's not true at all, Steve. There's nothing in the Old Testament about uh, about anything. They they promised a king. That's what the Jews were promised, a king, not not a a carpenter's son who was going to get nailed to a piece of wood. Actually, all of the prophecies are incredibly vague and stuff. So, I was in a car accident and it was in Utah. I was going to a Christian concert to go see Skillet for like the fourth time. And uh we They're a, not bad for a Christian rock band. Yeah, I honestly love Skillet. Well, I was on my way to go see Skillet with these people that I had barely met like a month before. I just moved to Utah, and I barely met these people. I really didn't want to go to this concert, but uh, one of the youth pastors was like, come on, you'll have a good time or whatever. He's driving this government van from Dugway, Utah to uh, around Salt Lake City, Utah, and we got in a head-on collision. And three people died, and one of the ladies was the wife of the lady, or the guy who was driving, and, uh, like, I had, I didn't know them very well, but I knew them, like, I was in the car with them, talking to them, all of a sudden, it seems like something in slow motion happened, then I wake up a few days later, but I had this memory where I was walking around in a field with the lady who died, and she looked really happy, really smiling, oh my god, like, the biggest smile I've ever seen and just like really happy. And I was holding her hand and we were walking up this big field hill. And uh, she just told me, you can't go anymore. I have to go the rest of the way by myself. The whole part of the Bible is about love, you know, for God so loved the world. But if you don't show love or people don't feel like you love them, why would they listen to you? I I would say that if... All Christians just completely abided by the teachings Jesus gave and acted the way Jesus said to, then I would probably have a lot less of an issue with Christianity in general because Jesus said awesome things. Love your neighbor as yourself. Treat, you know, uh, the golden rule. That's, I firmly believe that. I think he was honestly a great master teacher. One of the things that, and you may have heard this before, uh, when Gandhi was asked about about Jesus, he said, I like your Christ. I don't like your Christians. And, and that's kind of where a lot of people are today. They, they love the, the message, but they don't see enough Christians living the message to, to make them want to give it a second thought. And that's where we fail, you know? Well, I mean, it's not where you fail. You you can't control the messaging of other Christians. You can't control the ones out there protesting at Planned Parenthood or, you know, protesting outside the gay bars or whatever. You can't control them. All you can do is try to reach out people and say, hey, look, we're not all like that. Some of us are human beings. Some of us, you know, ju- they, they, they just want to talk to you. They just want you to, they want to connect with you. My problem with hell is that if they're saying that God is love, then why would he create you and then just to have you see and then if it says the way to the sin is death way to the sin is death then if you just burn forever in hell like that's not really love in my opinion well they say the wages of sin is death right but that's not the case 
Yahweh could, in fact, forgive the sinner. And, okay, but then if the weight of the sin is death, then how come you burn forever? That would mean you live forever, right? Uh, well, it and depends also, on which. It depends on whether we're talking about what the what is actually written in the Bible, or whether or not we're talking about what the actual average Christian actually believes. Yeah, because the the idea we have of hell isn't even in the Bible. No, there, there's two places in the in the Bible that each could be descriptors of descriptors of hell. One is the the bottomless pit, but that's reserved exclusively for Lucifer. The other is the lake of fire where souls are destroyed. They experience their second death. It's, it's, like, it's like Mount Doom in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Only there can souls be unmade, presumably. And so. it's just interesting because people have all of these characteristics and all of these descriptions, like very detailed descriptions of hell, but none of that is actually from the Bible. <laughs> I have this thing about people walking backwards. I see it all the time and people do it without realizing they're doing it. But like... And it happens almost every time I go into Walmart. Where the the one I remember most was when I went, I stood, got into the door, and this guy stands there looking around. He just suddenly starts walking backwards, like directly into me, and he and I see it all the time. I've never done that. And that never just doesn't even make sense. It's never happened to me either, but it seems like it happens to Ari a lot, so I don't know just why it just makes me laugh. Because it bothers me, so I look for it. That's yeah. true. Maybe that's it. I mean, if it, if you ever had one of these idiots bump into you and they go, oh, sorry. It's like, well, obviously, you idiot. You're going to walk into people. Humans are not biologically designed to walk backwards. Our legs don't work that way and we can't see back there. So run, walk forwards. And there's, they don't want to turn and look before they, before they walk. It's just absolutely insane. And I hate it. And, <laughs> and now people, I realize it's like, it's like a, it's like a, what is the word I'm looking for? It's like a tick at this point for me. Mm-mm. People are running backward. What could possibly go wrong when Sardak Malani passes other runners in a half marathon? The astonished look on their faces gives him a little ping of satisfaction. So he's running marathons. Really? Backwards. That's actually really cool. Mr. <laughs> Milani has a clear view of those faces. He runs backwards. People are always telling me I'm going the wrong way. Virtual children that play with you, cuddle you, and even look like you will be commonplace What's in a, 50 years. This is like years. Nintendogs then, right? Yes. Oh, that was such mm. a good game. We should bring except, that back. Except it's a baby instead. Yeah, and it's metaverse. So That's why I don't really get why it's a Tamagotchi. Like, that's not a good... There's so many other video games where it's a better... Uh, like, a Tamagotchi yeah. looks like a little alien made of five pixels. And, I don't know, it's funny because every single article I found about this is all calling them Tamagotchi children or Tamagotchi babies, which, you're right, it's kind of nothing like a real Tamagotchi, so I don't know why that was, like, the yeah, game. I think it's just because you're trying to keep it alive, and I think the average lifespan of a Tamagotchi is 12 days. <laughs> was it? That's what the internet told me. Okay. I, Tamagotchi was definitely like the, the popular one, right? That that was the yeah. name brand one that everyone used. So when you think about these virtual pets in the past, Tamagotchi is number one on the list. Yeah, keychain on your backpack. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at Free Talk Live dot com